0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Montana State Hospital employees hope a letter they sent to state leaders will do some good. Employees at the hospital say poor administration, low pay, and an unsafe work environment have led to workers leaving the state-run facility in droves, which worsened the dangerous conditions that already led to the deaths of four patients. In addition, earlier this week, the Montana State Hospital lost its federal reimbursement dollars due to failure to maintain minimum health and safety standards. The letter sent to the governor's office and Department of Public Health and Human Services this week outlines the issues employees have identified after clocking in and out each day and proposes solutions for near and long term. Quote, To summarize, the pay is too low and inequitable, and the staff feel they are being disrespected, if not abused, by management. In addition, hiring, pay, and managerial practices are unethical, and job-required safety training is not being provided to hospital employees. That's according to the letter. A key issue, according to the letter, is training. A summary of the employee's concerns says employees are not being trained on how to use restraints or CPR, nor are they taught about food safety, de-escalation, managing biohazards, infection control, and more. Back in December, the Montana State News Bureau asked DPHHS about employee concern that certain trainings were not being provided. The department said then that every new hire and contract employee receives restraint training as part of their orientation. However, a state inspection following a complaint in January found that 28 of 86 staff records did not contain records of those employees receiving training on restraints, seclusion, monitoring, or assessment. The Daily Montanan Newspaper and the Montana Federation of Public Employees are asking the Lewis and Clark County District Court to void a decision by the Board of Public Education arguing it was made without proper public notice or the opportunity for public participation. In a lawsuit submitted Friday, the plaintiffs claimed the Board of Public Education violated the Montana Constitution's guarantee Of the right of participation and the right to know at its march 10th meeting when it added an action item to the agenda on the spot without adequate notice to the public in february the council had unanimously voted to update the code of ethics the same day the governor's office released a statement opposing the addition of the word equity in the update as part of a extreme political agenda and the governor called for the use of the word equality instead. The board passed the action 4-3, striking the council's revision to the Code of Ethics without public notice of the amendment or a reasonable opportunity for the public or petitioners to observe or participate in deliberations of the state agency on a matter of significant interest to the public and contrary to the advice of the board's legal counsel and its chair, All that according to the lawsuit. As relief, the plaintiffs request a judge declare the board violated the Montana Constitution, void the board action, and issue a preliminary injunction barring further action without adequate public notice and reasonable opportunity for the public participation. The plaintiffs also request all attorney's fees and costs. The lawsuit notes that the state constitution guarantees the right to participate and the right to know are enacted into statutes via Sunshine Laws, which are to be through by the judiciary. That's according to the law. It said the board is subject to those laws, so it must allow meetings to be open to the public. Again, we quote the suit. The Montana Supreme Court has determined that a meeting is not open, as required by the Montana Code annotated, if the public body has failed to give adequate notice to the meeting. The Court holds, quote, it is difficult to envision an open meeting held without public notice that still accomplishes the legislative purpose of the Montana open meeting statutes. Quote again, without public notice an open meeting is open in theory only, not in practice. This type of clandestine meeting violates the spirit and letter of the Montana Open Meetings Law, end quote, from the group's lawsuit. The Center for Biological Diversity has given the U.S. Department of Interior and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service a 60-day notice of its intent to sue for failure to protect a rare plant species found only in arid areas of the Pryor Mountains in southwestern Montana, northern Wyoming. The thick-leafed bladder pod is a small plant that is only found in the Pryor Mountains. It grows on crusty, cryptobiotic soils, and there are less than a dozen places in the world where it is found. The center says both the gypsum mining exploration, which would cause the soil to be disturbed, as well as off-road vehicles which may inadvertently run over the plants, may lead to its extinction. The four-page letter, which is addressed to Interior Secretary Deb Haland and Martha Williams of the Fish and Wildlife Service, says that the USFWS is in violation of federal law, which requires a determination of whether to list the thick-leafed bladder pod in the Endangered Species Act. The Center for Biological Diversity pointed out that already the BLM has designated the plant as a sensitive species and a species of concern. In 2015, a regional management plan approved by the BLM recommended the area be closed to mining because of, quote, its large concentration of sensitive plant species. The letter to the Secretary of Interior and FWP says, The recommendation, sadly, was not approved. The future of the thick-leafed bladder pod remains in grave danger. Scientists believe that the chance of the plant being found outside the Pryor Mountains is unlikely. The National Weather Service in Billings has updated the snow totals from the last storm. In Nye, 24 inches. Red Lodge had 18 inches each day, 36 inches total. Big Timber 15 inches, Billings 14 inches the first day and another inch after that, and 10 inches in Livingston. Also, Hardin received a foot of snow, Ekalaka 11.5 inches, Miles City, Roundup, and Forsyth each got 14 inches, Columbus 15.6 inches, and McLeod 20 inches. Well, with that story as a preface, Northwestern energy leaders say they've had to adjust their operations because of lower precipitation that they've seen this year. Quote, we are sitting in a pretty challenging water year. That's Andy Welch, Northwestern's manager of hydro license compliance. Northwestern operates 11 dams across Montana, including nine along the Missouri and Madison rivers. Because of that, they must pay close attention to water levels and runoff. Welch says they were on track for a relatively normal water year until it changed around the middle of January. Quote, We were right around the 30-year average, then the precipitation just dropped off. Currently, much of southwest Montana is seeing only 70 to 80 percent of its normal snow water equivalent in the snowpack. That could impact the spring runoff and, by extension, hydroelectric energy production. Quote, The volume that we receive in the rivers definitely has an impact on how much we can generate, says Welch. He continues, currently we have lots of units offline because the small volume in the rivers is not enough to use all of our units for generation. Last week, Northwestern announced it would reduce water flows from the Hedgen Dam on the Madison River through much of April. While Hebden isn't used for water generation, it is used for storage to help regulate flow along the Madison. For Hauser and Holter Reservoirs near Helena, Northwestern has less flexibility. Northwestern is required to keep those reservoirs within a foot of full because of their operating agreement with the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Welch said the most recent storm that came through Montana will be a help help but the effects aren't clear yet because snow totals varied so much from place to place. He said the storm brought a lot of precipitation to the Tobacco Root Mountains that feeds the lower Madison, but there was much less snow above Hevkin Dam. The America Competes Act passed the U.S. Senate in March and is this week headed to a conference committee in the U.S. House where both chambers will agree on the final version. Quote, this bill, for all its provisions, is really about two big things, creating more American jobs and lowering costs for American families. That's according to U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The bill helps pay for domestic semiconductor manufacturing, increases scientific research, revives lapsed trade programs. All things supporters say will help America compete with nations like China. Semiconductors are the foundation for computers and other electronic devices. About 30 years ago, the U.S. manufactured 37% of global semiconductor production. Today, that's 12%. Quote, At the moment, the semiconductor shortage is really at a crisis level. That's Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo. Quote, A couple of years ago, the median inventory of semiconductors in the United States was about 40 days. Now it's fewer than five days. Our extreme dependence on other countries for semiconductors means we're very vulnerable. The bill would provide $52 billion to invest in semiconductor production in the U.S. That could have big impacts for Montana. Raimundo says, I think your region, meaning Montana, is what take advantage of the jobs that will be created and also, quite frankly, is quite vulnerable and at risk if we don't pass and don't increase domestic production of semiconductors. Both Montana's U.S. Senators, John Tester and Steve Daines, support the measure. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings. ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio on the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.